Hello everyone and welcome back to another True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's Friday the 1st of October today, nipping a punch for the first of the month to each of our guests, so let's meet them. Jeff Casson's back on the podcast this week. Hi Jeff. Good morning. Uh, Daniel, back for a two weeks in a row appearance? Yeah. Sometimes so, so good I was asked back. Uh, well, we yeah. didn't ask you back, but you just turned up. Uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, one Harrison is never enough, so we've got a collector's item appearance from David Harrison on the podcast this week as well. Morning, Hi, David. Good, good, good to see you again. I like it how we progressively get smarter around the room. I've got no tie in a gilet. You've got no gilet or jacket but a tie. Jeff's gone suit. David's gone suit with a handkerchief as well, so yeah. we just get a little bit smarter as we and go around. And double-breasted suit. Well. Well. That's right. Yeah, double-breasted yeah. suit. Yeah. yeah. Very, very uh, smart. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. You guys could have been wearing suits as well, but we still would have looked progressively scruffier. Scruffier or smarter, depending on which way you go. and Spencer's yeah. neck suits yeah. and things. Like we went different ways in our head there, didn't yes. we? Yes. <laughs> um, it's episode 88 today, and I was I was trying to think, what's the what's the bingo call for 88? Jeff, I think you, you might know that, because you probably look like a man who plays bingo. This is from Northern Ireland. <laughs> Absolutely. Or no idea. Scotland. No one knows. No idea. You have to inform me. Two fat ladies. There's no need to talk about Jeff and Daniel like that. It was oh, only a simple oh, question. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, <laughs> Give me a five. That's under the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wills and Kate, actually 88. They've changed it now, David. What with the millennium and all that. You can't say I what you I just said anymore. Wills and Kate, 88. Who are they? Oh, well. That's, that's not very nice if you don't like the monarchy, though. That's discrimination. But we wouldn't be the kind of people who would. No, no, I didn't say we didn't. I just <laughs> discrimination against anti-monarchists. All right, well, yeah. let's, put, let's put that shovel straight back yeah. down there again before we go any further. Yeah. Um, lots to talk about this week. Some very hot topics just waiting for an inflammatory remark. We'll get on to petrol, HGV, and uh, end of furlough, and lots more as well. So plenty to talk about. But first, I wanted to ask you about a little bit of extra furniture that's turned up yeah. uh, this week in the uh, True Potential head office. We saw our lovely awards last week, and we have this beautiful item. Would you like to tell us what it's all about, Daniel? Yeah, it's uh, Money Marketing Awards. So we talked last week where we won at the UK Platform Awards. We won yeah. two different service awards there based on advisor votes. Money Marketing Awards are based more on... Um, awards entry, quality of entry, and then the, the shortlist interviews and what have you. So we won that for uh, for our pensions work on, on the platform. So thrilled to, thrilled to win that across mm. the industry. I think, as I mentioned last week, there's one of almost 40 different platforms in the industry, yeah. all of who yeah. do pensions in, in, in different ways. So it was quite thrilling to come away with an award. It's always nice at this time of the year to, to be able to stock the cabinet up, Absolutely, so, so yeah. to speak. Um, a bit of a different awards do as well, according to Greg. Right. Uh, I think the one you were at was a huge event. Yeah. Uh, in in I think even the Park Lane. That's right. Yeah. This yeah. one. This one was in the back of a bar. Oh. According to Greg. Back Lane. More, yeah. more, like, Greg, more yeah. like Greg's scene anyway. But he yeah. did have Chris Leland with him, back so lane, it's uh, park lane. Yeah, yeah. So it's so a Chris kept him right in the, the bar. Well, Chris so. would know all the parks yeah. nearby as well. You know, yeah. when he was doing his exercise yes. and all that. So I'm sure they had a great time. But that makes the course a hat trick. So that makes it three. See what I've done there. That makes it three awards no. in if the last... If people are listening in on the pot, they'll not know what you're doing. You'll have to go back and watch last yeah. week because we won two awards last week, at, as Daniel said, and this one, of right. course... And what did he do there? I didn't, didn't get that. Just made it look like a three. Oh, right. But that's no good oh. for you because you're sitting there. You'll have to watch it back on the video. It's back the front, though, isn't it? The three, see the way. <laughs> the way you put that up. <laughs> It is back to front. That's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that bit out, don't worry. Um, no, 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 no. You did that at the start. That's where you get to steal a made joke. Just give us that fiver back, David, under the table. Let's move on very quickly. Jeff, how has the market been this week? Well, I suppose this week, end of the quarter, end of another good quarter for, for asset markets, but coming into September, I suppose we were thinking about things were slightly more volatile, and that's certainly what we saw towards the end of, of September. Um, a number of things sort of coming to the fore um, for people to think about. All of the things that we've been talking about in, in these podcasts and also in, in morning markets, really just about the growth dynamics that we're seeing, whether it's slowing a little bit, inflation, is it picking up? Is it slightly longer term than, than people are thinking about? Some of the issues around around bottlenecks, energy prices, which we'll, we'll come on and certainly discuss today, how that is feeding into just increasing costs for, for, for some businesses. And it's it's impacting sentiment ar mm -hmm. around the, in the market. We saw this 
month of September, we saw really the US underperforming quite a bit relative to, to other markets. Um, that's coming through because of what's been happening in the bond market. We've talked a lot about the the issues of how low bond yields have got. Um, we've started to see those pick up over the past past month in particular. The US moving back above 150 in the 10-year. Looking here in the UK, 10-year gilt back above 1%, first time since uh, 2019. So it just gives you a sense of how these, these moves are working their way through, impacting equity markets, particularly growth-orientated assets a little bit and giving people pause for thought yeah but then i think the other side of that is that we've seen really strong demand mm. and it's it's that that is meeting with supply constraints it's probably not surprising that there's supply constraints at this point in time in certain mm. areas because demand has been so strong and i think that's the thing that we forget that if we look at durable goods orders we look at retail sales some of these numbers are up 20 percent year on year that is a very strong demand backdrop mm. And that's working its way through. And yeah, it causes indigestion is maybe one way to think about it in certain areas. And that's maybe what we're we're just experiencing at, at this point mm -hmm. in time. We'll see how that evolves over the coming months. Yeah. Um, but you know, trade is, is strong. You know, you look at UK GDP, second quarter, we got the revisions um, working their way through. Much stronger than people had originally expected, up over five and a half percent. It gives us a strong base on which to build. And with the supply side of things, Jeff, it's not just UK, is it? Is it no, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a global yeah. it's a global issue. You look at what we're seeing in a number of companies in Europe, the US, all talking about the challenges that, that they're seeing in, in getting components, getting labour, mm -hmm. etc. Um, furlough has been a, a part of that, potentially, in the UK. But we also can't forget, in the US, we've had very strong support provided at a state level, yeah. which has curtailed the number of people coming back into mm. the employment base like furlough rolling off here uh, just yesterday effectively yeah, yeah. you've had the same thing in the US so a number of those state plans are now mm. no longer there so mm. people will have to decide mm. to, to come back into the workforce because that support isn't there so the, these are these are global issues. It's not a, a UK mm -hmm. specific issue in, in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Do you think some of the demand you've been talking about is is people spending what they didn't spend last year. We talked on the podcast previously over the previous eighty-seven about people saving up a lot of money because you were either on furlough or you weren't you were, you were well, working but you weren't able to go out. Very much is, so. Is this people? Is this people cashing? You know, very much so. Because if you think about where where the strength of demand has transitioned a little bit mm -hmm. to, it is to that going out, that enjoyment aspect of yeah. the economy. People are spending holidays more. and stuff. You, you can you can get away now a little bit. Yeah, you can put it down to the savings rate. You think yeah. last year savings rate was running about UK 16 percent. Of, of income. Mm. The long run average is sort of mid single digits. Mm. That's come down over the past couple of quarters, so it's yeah. down about 11% at th this point in time. So people are spending, yeah. and that's what's creating the demand environment. If you couldn't spend, you couldn't buy things this time last year, you go out, you're doing it you're doing it now you can now go out and enjoy yourself and that, a, that works yeah. its way through he's a larger value item you just know yeah. from a straw poll speaking to people in the mm. office and mm. things it's cars it's holidays yeah. it's you know it's not just going out and buying a, a t-shirt or, or yeah. what have you these no. are big ticket items and lots of stuff that, lots, i've noticed a lot of people buying kit for the house whether it's you know, hot tubs and bars, and yeah. less, much less than the weather we've had this last week or so. But just generally, people spending a lot more, but also people saving a lot more. It's worth, it's worth saying that it's not as if it, people have obviously had a lot more cash to spend, but yeah. we've noticed that true potential, the amount of inflows people putting into their investments, their ISAs, their pensions, that's also increased yeah. a lot, hasn't it, this year? So yeah. a little bit of both. No, we, we, we've just banked uh, uh, almost second best of a month yeah. in, in September. Um, against the backdrop of people doing what Jeff's saying, of going out more and going on holiday and everything mm. like that. So you'd almost say from a, what consumers are doing is contrarian to them saving, but where we are, we, you know, we've had, we've had a yeah. fantastic month for yeah, business, yeah. our true potential. Mm. Yeah. Um, David, obviously no trouble getting in this morning, so a petrol uh, crisis didn't affect you, or, or has it affected you? I mean... No, not at all. No? Do you think there is a petrol crisis, or is, it, uh, is this just... Yeah, because uh, it's, it's on the telly. <laughs> must be true then. I think it's. I, I don't think you can see because it's on the telly. It must be true. I think that would be a wild exaggeration of the real truth, which is they'll make a drama out of any mm -hmm. situation. However, I think you know c clearly. They. I, I've spoke to people anecdotally from other parts of the country where they have had mm -hmm. problems um, getting peril. And, and Jeff this morning asked him he travelled down from. Yeah. 
just the, the borders there, and he was allowed to get thirty-five pounds. But that must mean, at parallel, that must mean in England you're allowed to get thirty pounds because in Scotland Nicola allowed you to get thirty-five pounds. <laughs> so it's got to have something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that will have come from, um, like all of these problems, mm. um, like the problem we've just been talking about here. It's a problem of when government overstep the mark. So what you've got is you've got a situation. Um, with electricity where you've got a price cap mm -hmm. well the market with a price cap is ridiculous you know so you have a whole load of smaller providers going out of business quite right it's not really they're not really businesses mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're traders so they're buying things and selling them and taking a turn on the money uh, etc what, what seems alarming however um, based on our business model here and and every business I've run You've got to have some slack. You've got to have, uh, you can't be working on, you know, exact amounts yeah. all of the time. Yeah. There's always, in, especially in volatile times, I'm not talking about uncertain times, unprecedented mm -hmm. times, and all that garbage that you hear from every politician, minor politician, and fool that comes on anyway. So where the HEV tribe has gone, all that sort of stuff. Well, you know, A, you've got to train. So in this business, you have to train new people coming through. Mm -hmm. You have to bring new people through all of the time because guess what? People die. People retire. People move on. So last year, stopped HGV testing. COVID. Okay, so they've gone. So we're probably about thirty to 40,000 drivers short of where we would have normally had coming in mm -hmm. in any case. I have absolutely no uh, sympathy whatsoever for those people in other parts of England and the, who grow fruit, who go, oh, the fruit pickers, aren't you? You pay them decent wages if you don't make them live in shipping containers, all that kind of thing. I prefer to get my fruit from, say, southern Spain. I prefer to get my meat from Argentina or anything else. If I just prefer to get good food at a good price from anywhere in the world yeah. rather than homegrown here at an inflated price with wages which wouldn't keep a dog happy. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of thing's long overdue, getting rid of that rubbish out, out of a business model. Mm -hmm. Same as a business model yeah. just says, I'll buy it for five quid and sell it for five pounds, one pence, because I've just seen that and I'll sell it and I'll put little yeah. meters in yeah. people's houses. Yeah. The, the furlough thing's interesting. Yeah. I was <coughs> talking about this um, with a couple of friends just the other day, where they've missed a real beat as well. I, I think people to have continue to qualify for furlough say, throughout this year, yeah. used, they should have had to qualify by maybe doing qualifications, some further studying. Mm. So let's say they couldn't work beca because of whatever reason, they should have been made to do something in mm. terms of personal development, in terms of getting an HGV license, for yeah. instance, or a hospitality vocational degree or, or anything well, out of there. But instead, you've just had people sat. Their brains are probably gone now. They're pretty mush. From there, yeah, no, I mean uh, the, the the you know we in uh, hospitality, for example, on one day when it opened back up after last lockdown, on one day the whole of that industry realised, but up to that point, I mean, people in business aren't stupid. There are some stupid businesses, but even the ones that exploit fuel, there's a there's a native cunning going on there. So this is an easy way to mm -hmm. get a few girls on the call centres. We do all that or boys, you've got to be careful, and, 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 and will exploit a turn on the money. Mm -hmm. And of course, clearly, when that turn on the money just goes way yeah. off, they immediately shut down mm -hmm. and maybe make a lot of people poorer, not just them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not, they're not paying this next meet's rent, you know, they're not paying their rates. They're, if they've gone bankrupt, somebody's going to lose out with that, by the way. Mm -hmm. right. But if you look at hospitality, um, they, on one day, Everybody realised they didn't have that chef who'd come back to Italy. They didn't even know that, mm -hmm. right? Because actually there's no law against having more, more than one job in Britain. So you didn't have to go, oh, I've got another job, I better tell the hotel. Mm -hmm. You just, why would you? You just get the 80% coming in. Yeah. And people have been working all along. Mm -hmm. Whether in this country or in other countries, they've been working all along, not all of them, mm -hmm. Not all of them, some of them couldn't. Uh, but they never come back. 
And the, the other, the other point is a great little thing on the on the thing there was a Polish driver who, who was from from Glasgow, and and he said something. He said, "Until people stop treating us like whatever, you know," he said, "When they want us to come back and do things, you know, I think they should just go and bugger off in it like a." It's Polish bugger off. It was a funny, <laughs> really funny accent because he had a bit of Glaswegian in him as well. <laughs> so it was that kind of. But it's true. If you're, you're paying people terrible wages to drive, I don't know how well HGV drivers get get paid. Probably more today, I would think, than uh, well, well, yeah. and yeah. quite right, right, yeah. and quite right because there's a shortage of them, right? There's why would there why would ever be a shortage of gas or electricity mm. in Britain? I wonder why. Oh, that's right. Some Fool with like hair all over the place and chanting silly songs and whistling and drums outside. A fracking plant closed fracking down, and some fool says, "Oh, it might cause um, you know some sort of an earthquake." But if you are hell bent on bringing a twenty fifty technology in today, you have to accept you're going to be short. Mm-hmm. You're going to be short. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. But it's like this business here. We, you know, we what we're doing today, we maybe envisage doing twenty, mm-hmm. you know, twenty years. We didn't, by the way, but you know, some of it we did. Yeah, certainly ten years ago, whatever. If we put it into place, then we'd have gone bankrupt. Okay, so trying to force me not to drive my RS six right now, which is what's going on. You're fine, but in the meantime, you just tax me off the roads. Mm-hmm. You know, you tax me via my pension, um, by, by my, my, my petrol uh, prices. Oh, mm-hmm. fine, I, I don't want to do it, but can't afford to pay it. But strange enough, I've got to go to work, pet, mm-hmm. right? Before you start all that nonsense, I've got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I don't live in right in the centre of town where I can walk to work. I'm living in the countryside. There are no buses. And whatever buses are coming around are subsidised by me in any case. Yeah. No bus in the right mind would make those journeys around those things because there's nobody gets on them. They're just people <coughs> travelling for free, mm. sit on there and go, it's a day out. It's a day My auntie used to do that. She used to go on it for a day out. Yeah. And she, she even built some... Uh, she, she's quite independent, so she put some shelves up. She lives in... She lived... She's dead now. She lived in Jesmond yeah. and Ikea's across... Ikea, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a place where you get furniture. But it's there. She went across, she wanted some shelves. Um, so she made three journeys on the bus, on the bus. carrying the shelves. Yeah. You know, so she got a few shelves, got in the bus, came back, and got back in the bus and went back. Yeah. Was it a double-decker? It was... <laughs> I mean, the shelves, not the bus. They buy a chocolate bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shelves, chocolate bars. I mean, any more for any more? (laughs) Why is that? I've got a question, though, David, that you might... Why is there a... um, I've got many questions. Why why is there a a labour shortage? about you, about your mental health. (laughs) Why is there a shortage? It's going to be a long podcast. But why is there a shortage of workers? Because we weren't hearing 18 months ago that there was a big shortage of workers. In, in which industry? Uh, across the board, just I put the news on and I hear there's a shortage of labour. Nobody can get in hospitality and People transport don't want to and this and the other. They don't want to work. Furlough is no longer around as of yeah. today. What have all these people done? That they're going to have to go back to work surely somewhere. Well, so yeah. why is there a shortage suddenly? So obviously, what coincided with almost the beginning of, 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 of the pandemic was Brexit happening. You know, so you had a lot of the, the migrant labour. Yeah. Uh, maybe you know, as David says likely being exploited as well and getting underpaid yeah. um it's harder for them to be in the country now but there's still, they're still there are home. still millions of unemployed british because they don't want to work that they, they I, I think we've yeah. got hooked on cheap labor doing cheap jobs which british people think are beneath them cleaners um you just have to look at the vacancy rates yeah vacancy yeah. rates are as the highest that they've been in yeah. In many many years. Yeah. This is what but I don't understand. There are there are there are jobs out there waiting yeah. to be done. There are people yeah. who are not in work. What's the problem? Yeah, I mean it's, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, look if you if just look at universal credit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I've been on the dole before. I've been on the sick before. Many 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 years ago, forty odd, fifty years ago. Right. So I have contributed to and taken from mm-hmm. the state coffers, mm-hmm. if you like. So I'm not. Uh, at all criticising somebody who's on the dole, which is a, better than saying that on universal credit or on living wage or 
all sorts of basic words to try and change mm -hmm. the reality of somebody who is not working. But the difference is, I think right now, there are a lot of people that I know are choosing not to work because it's beneath them. Why should I go to work for that price? Mm -hmm. So what about the person that's doing that job? So what about the person who is one of the, one of the hardest jobs and hardest working jobs in, in the world, I would have think, I would have thought these days, I'd seen as they're trying to mobilize and, and uh, use machinery for the simple tasks such as carrying a hod full of bricks, you know, you've yeah. got to wait. You've now got to hire a forklift. You've now got to get things in pallets. You've now got to build extra scaffolding with a little tower on the end of it so you can lift the bricks up so you can, and you can only carry two bricks at a time because you hurt your back. And you will hurt your back, by the way, because you've got a big hat on, a high-vis uh, thing, and steel-toed toe-cap boots, none of which, when I was working in the buildings, you had. Mm -hmm. None of that. I never saw anybody hurt in the buildings. I never once saw anybody hurt. Mm -hmm. Saw somebody hit the thumb of the hammer. Right, it was terrible. It was, I was yeah. devastated. Yeah. Daniel's never, never done DIY since. He's never, <laughs> it was never the same. Never you know, done it ever after I chipped away Kia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to put anybody off the DIY. If there was any injury, yeah. it, was, it, it was the effect of laughing at, at, at the fool for being distracted, yeah. right? Um, these days, it would have been health and safety guy on site. It would be yeah. yellow tape around. Closed down for a week. Yeah. So we've got to get out of that habit of treating mm. minor things as if they're major. I agree wholeheartedly with my, my colleagues here. They're just a class of people who won't work. Uh, he, he, I mean, if you came from outer space and go, here's a situation here, I'm gonna give you some extra money mm -hmm. for some reason. I can't really work out that the reason is. I think the real reason is, however, I want to get voted in and I've just nicked a whole load of labor seats. So like, and I'll make a name up, Redwall. So, uh, and I think those people in Red Bull, I, th I think they're pretty just above subhuman level up north. So I think the way to get in with them is give them, still give them lots and lots of things because they're in deprived areas and all that. I am not deprived. I don't live in a deprived area. I live in the northeast of England, one of the greatest places on earth. I don't want anybody's charity. I want you to change the taxation so people come here, start businesses, and keep most of the money rather than give it away in taxes to continue to mm -hmm. continue to call these, these places deprived because everybody's on this thing. Why, when you're giving somebody twenty pounds a week, rather than saying bloody hell, this is great, what I'll do is I'll buy some extra orange pop and pasties and stuff like that for my kids. No, they're now hooked on it. Now it's like tearing that arm off mm -hmm. just to get the money back. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just continue to give people furlough? You can say that a million miles away, David, as well. It's inevitable. And if they've ever actually studied normal behaviourism as or, well. Or, or it, it lived alongside normal Or people. that, because it, it's the same you give anybody a, a pay rise at work as well, for instance. Let's say you give someone an extra £1,200 a year. So it's like £100 a month. Yeah. Um, gross. After two or three months the person with the pay rise doesn't feel the effect of that no, anymore no. because you get used to it, you rise to it, and then yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, I'm underpaid again uh, for, from there. And it, there's a whole study which shows, irrespective of how big your pay rises go, after a few months, it flattens out, you get used to it. So, that, of course, that's going to happen with universal credit, giving somebody an extra £20. Mm -hmm. They get used to it all of a sudden, then you take it back, and they're like, yeah. I can't survive now. They're devastated. Yeah. And, and you can see, you know, that, that that's how they would portray Angela yeah. Rayner, for example, as a, mm -hmm. as a politician, is an absolute disgrace. Uh, all of us can sway. The whole thing becomes absolutely ridiculous and a waste of everybody's time mm -hmm. and energy listening to this garbage from these people. That's why they won't get in. Mm -hmm. Lucky for Boris in his Tony Blair-like government, you know, he's a little bit of the left of Tony Blair at the moment and drifting towards, you know. So Corbyn's gone, been replaced by total chaos. You know, he was unelectable. Keir Starmer, I don't know, and people might get to like him a little bit. He could do with going under the sun lamp a little bit and he could do, but we nearly had it. We were look, I was looking for one of them uh, Kenites sort of, Moments, wasn't it, where where he normally we walked down the beach that day after the Labour conference, and the and the, the wave came in, caught him, and Kinnick, Kinnick got him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think whenever 
getting back to whenever the state intervenes. So if you were to look at the, the things that we just talked about here, mm -hmm. so we're talking about gas and electric, a shortage. We're talking about labour, HGV, a, a shortage. All of this, uh, what I'd say to people is, I just made a little list this was sitting this morning. Petrol, gas, electric, human shortages. That's all, every one of those is directly, you don't even guess it, mm -hmm. government intervention as a result of some government in intervention. As a result of their own intervention, mm -hmm. they came up with a lockdown. Right? So lockdown, that's led to furlough, that's led to universal credit problems, that's led to HGV. Mm -hmm. It's also, right, if you are in government, as, as you know, you're relying on a bunch of people called civil servants to actually get moving on things. Mm -hmm. So same as Daniel here, we're gonna, we have great thoughts with Daniel and his team, yeah. actually get moving. Mm -hmm. How we do that, right, isn't by sitting at home. We've been at home and we've been in here. When it's urgent, we're not sitting at home right now, this, is a, this isn't urgent, but this conversation is much better because we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <clears throat> so you get them here. Right, here you go. And you just mentioned some statistics earlier, which changes your reality. And if they were on the news, it would change the reality of people watching the news. Department of Transport. Less than 15% of civil servants are back at work. So how would you expect HGV drivers to go back? Well, why should HGV drivers be back at work? An HGV driver can't sit in the house. If you think you can just mm -hmm. hammer companies with taxes, one and a quarter percent? Mm -hmm. No, that's not true. You know, it's two and a half percent because employer, not mentioned yet mm -hmm. again, employer pays another one and a quarter percent of somebody else's national insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But those people paying national insurance are paying for somebody else's benefits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely corrupt. Yeah. And a colleague, yeah. yeah. just bought a house. A colleague just bought a house. Okay, he's worked hard. I've known him for a long, long He's bought a big house. Once again, that's terrible. You should be living in little houses. Mm. You should be living in caves. A cave or what kind of cave? Just little caves. Powered by a wind turbine. Powered by, you, can get one. you can't you can't have a wind turbine. Only in Scotland in the sea, <laughs> right? So in the sea, when you go fishing, you find a, a wind turbine off there, <laughs> put up by the Scottish government, or oh, I don't know, United Kingdom, or oh, I don't know. <laughs> they, the oil down below was like found by private companies, or oh, I don't know, it's found by the Scottish government. The whole thing becomes crazy when you get a centrist, mm. left-leaning, fairly Marxist type of government in place stealing from other people that's it the problem with a lot of this stuff it, unless you're careful you're turning a, a nation into a bunch of thieves and liars mm -hmm. you're lying on these forms to get some money you know and you're stealing other people's money if you can work but choose just to sit in the house you're actually stealing mm -hmm. other people's money it's it's that's it and at it's least also, the bad things it's also what you create going forward yeah so if you think about it you put a furlough scheme in place what happens the next time there's an, an economic problem? Mm -hmm. Do them do we have to roll out another furlough scheme? Mm, yeah. And if we think the cost of this scheme itself yeah. over eighteen months was some yeah. sixty, seventy billion pounds, uh, put that as a percentage of the national yeah. debt, it's a it's a hell of yeah. a support mm -hmm. that's been provided and is that what's asked for the next time there's a problem? Tell us about factfulness, David, the book. Just give it a quick plug because it's worth people it's a while since we've heard about that from you. So yeah. it goes to this point about claim versus fact. Who who wrote that book? A book called uh, Hans Riesling, 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 Riesling. I can't remember. Um, on all good, on all good bookshop websites, you can get it. Well, he's, the poor fellow's dead now, but his his daughter and son-in-law mm. um, devised a way of showing in graphic form, yeah. Yeah. bringing it across, and uh, mm. and factfulness as a book. I hope it's been updated, but even so, mm. the actual facts in there come from mostly from the UN and yeah. from verified sources. And what we did as a business and continue to do, Hans Rosling, mm -hmm. R-O-S-L-I-N-G, is the name of the, the author. Um, uh, and it asks questions that you think anybody could answer. Mm. And you find that most people get, I think it's 13 questions. Okay. One is a bit of a giveaway, but out, out of that, I don't know how many you've got as a, 
I think I got eight or nine right. I got quite high. Yeah. yeah. It's an important thing. It's about going back to the, the, the challenge that we're talking about here as well. It's facts. You trend the, the No, I just sat next to you when you told me the answers yeah. the day before. Because we don't, you don't. The media don't media write a story. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very good to to to, to uh, whip up a storm. But uh, where's well, the facts one of the other storms that's been whipped up this week, as you know, Jeff, is 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 the gas. And that's what I ask. You know, I'll make a point to David's point about intervention. We've been told for years. Switch, go on the website, switch your provider, oh, yeah. go for some of these smaller ones. There's, you know, there was the, the big four, that's not enough, we need the big, we need 10 more. So everyone gets switching. And then, of course, now, you know, having done all that, people find that the company that switched to has now gone under. Mm. Well, that, that's fine. Also, if you have a free market, you don't have a free, you have a market that's capped. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so you can't function. And then the cap moves up today. So yeah. <laughs> even though there was a cap, even that's. Also, the money saving expert, the money saving expert who's doing all that yeah. is now on again saying you should be doing something else now. Mm. Follow my advice because I'm another person who's got no skin in the game. And I think this is the point. Yeah. Anybody another book. and another book, skin mm. in the game. Right? But, a, a, but more importantly, a, a real concept. Mm. I know this man has got skin in the game. Mm. Before he joined us, from when he was joined us, he transferred all of his money into funds he then manages. Mm. If he cocks it up, his money goes first, mm -hmm. as does mine, as does his, right? So would you, I would, you know, talk to a financial advisor, if you talk to a financial advisor, it mightn't go down well with all of them, but the first question I ask and would ask is, where's your money? Well, you know, so if somebody's selling me a Ford motor car, I say, well, what do you drive? Or drive a Mercedes, well, why is that? Well, it's a much better car. But you're different from me, you see. Or can I get somebody that's like me mm -hmm. that can, because you don't believe in the product that you're selling. Mm -hmm. And the way you get that and the way you get safety mm -hmm. from all of that, you know, and this is, these are rules and laws and, if you like, um, ways of, of, of living that go back thousands of years. Thousands of years. They used to make architects sleep underneath the bridges that they built for, and their families mm. for a while. That made certain you didn't have <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. So, the, the, quite, you know, real stories, real ways. How do you ensure that this isn't, you know, how are you going to convince me? I know you've got to have it first, mm -hmm. and let's see what happens to you. If you really believe in it, mm -hmm. rather than you're selling it to me for money, then you'll have it. You'll live. You'll live that life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know. How we got onto that. It's just oh, well, many different ways. Um, Jeff, I wanted to ask, um, David mentioned uh, the product there, and of course our flagship product, the portfolio, is there. Yeah. Six years old? Yeah, is it six today? Years old, yeah, today. This yeah. is their birthday, yeah. October 2015. So yeah. tell us perhaps some new new clients, new viewers watching the podcast, explain a bit of the, the, the what the yeah. portfolios are, the theory behind them, and give us yeah, a bit of a flavour of how they, how they do. It speaks to a number of the, the, the points that we're making here and talk, yeah. thinking about what, what is it that the portfolios themselves are based on. It's, it's diversification and exploiting the opportunities, but mm -hmm. using diversification as a way to deliver on that client's outcome. It's helping clients achieve their savings goal. It's a, and I think that's a crucial point. Mm -hmm. It's the client that is at the heart of this. We want to deliver a solution that allows them to achieve their goals over time. Mm -hmm. And very much the, the, the core ethos of the portfolios is, well, how do we do that? We use diversification. We use the benefits of different asset classes to allow clients to achieve their goals. That whole ethos that we have around that is, is using the best talent that we can find. Mm -hmm. And that's going and working with and partnering with global asset management firms that allow us to deliver those solutions. It's crucial as well and that we use that to deliver it in a way that thinks about risk. And we want to mitigate that journey. We want to give the client a good journey. We don't want a client journey that's up, down, up, down, and they're having mm -hmm. to worry all of the time about what's, what's happening to my money. We want to, to mitigate that, so we think very much about risk as we're, we're constructing the portfolios and ensuring that that client journey is what they've signed up for, that they're getting delivered on that, that journey. And if you look at it over time and we think about what we've delivered, if we look at balance, that's our, our most popular uh, product there. Over the course of the, the six years, we've delivered on average a 7% return for, for clients on an annualised basis. That's 
a strong return for clients. If you think about that over mm -hmm. time, what does that mean about your ability to, to double your money? Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, that's a, it's a really crucial concept. Yeah. That's you know effectively over 10 years we're achieving that for, for clients. That's a very strong return mm -hmm. for those clients to, to achieve. And, and we're very proud of that as a business. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we'll continue to deliver for, for the end clients. Yes, we've got our six year anniversary. Why is the six year anniversary really important? We've delivered through various different different yeah. points of time. Yeah. Think about some of the things crisis. that happened yeah. along that six years. I mean, yeah. they've been unprecedented. That's the fourth time you've said that in this podcast. There's been that challenges. Is, <laughs> there's been challenges. <laughs> <laughs> unprecedented challenges but, but in the these thing. difficult times. You know, it's it's it's, it's caused devastation. Oh, I'm devastated. Good, good. <laughs> I think they're devastatingly good results. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, I think you mentioned something really important to that. Um, which is diversification. Yeah. So when you once again, if you you're touching on some of the themes here, you say, well, how can we become? How have we become dependent on one thing, HGV? How have we become dependent on one thing, price of gas? And there's it's a lack of diversification. Mm. So energy, we know. I mean, we're not nobody's stupid. Everybody knows if we could just find something that was efficient that didn't cost money, then we'd have that for fuel. But we need fuel, you eat food, that's your fuel, okay? And then uh, uh, people have uh, words to say about that fuel. So if you just eat sausage rolls or Greg's pasties and orange juice, you'll look like that, you'll have an orange, you'll look <laughs> fat and kind of orangey and, and whatever. Here's some reality mm -hmm. for anybody listening. We contribute less than 1% of all global warming from this island, we've got 67 million people crammed into it, less than 1%. So if we continue to make people's lives even more miserable by doing what we're doing, right, we won't have solved anything for the world. Mm. Whereas, you know... Just made ourselves a bit poorer. A lot poorer, and you're not come back from it because you don't have the resources to come back from it, mm -hmm. right? So we are the cleverest, one of the cleverest nations on earth, I think. For a small nation to be fifth or sixth richest takes some doing, mm -hmm. okay? Not only that, we're contributing more to the safety of the world per head of population than, than most places. I'm sorry for America with like, you know, loads and loads and loads of people to do it, and China with loads of people who have no choice but have to do it, mm -hmm. um, you know, and Russia who are just a, a race full of people who always want to fight. You know, and really don't want to have anything, you know, and get collectivism and things like this imposed on them fairly easy, it seems to me. Um, then, you know, we, but now is the time we need to, and I think people voted for that. And I think it's, it's not too late to do anything. But if you keep loading, if we don't diversify in what we're doing, our energy supplies, you know, yeah. You, you, you see the high streets closing down. Now they're going to try and reopen them. Good luck with that. You've already killed it. Yeah. Now it isn't the internet that killed it. That's just a that's a more efficient business model, right? The fact that I don't want to see a troop of jugglers and things like this running up and down, you know, uh, main streets in Newcastle. I couldn't care less. I couldn't. You know, fine if they're playing a the violin. Great. I'll put money. I might put money in there violin case or, or whatever I might but I don't mind people where there's actually some talent but some of these people aren't talented blowing whistles clapping, and just going and isn't it nice to be and you think get out of my way and you go oh how horrible are you and you think not as horrible as you yet but a waste of time and food and slight amount of energy I want to go in the shop the shop's shut why because you've been overcharging rates you've pedestrianised it you've got to walk two miles to carry whatever you buy there, put it in a car, where it costs the car parking, right? Not only that, they have these jugglers, can we mention Christmas, where they put market stalls outside, so they sell knocked off gear. Outside, people are paying business rates there. Everybody goes, isn't it lovely? And they take the kids there. You're foolish. You know, if you think that that's benign, fine, enjoy it while you can. But eventually, that whole thing will become empty. They'll then say, well, de development in the apartments so these people can live there. I don't want to live there. 
I want to live where I, I want to live where I want to live. Mm. I don't want to live in the centre of town. I want to live in the centre of the country, countryside. So once again, dictating by even local council, like the local mayor, going trying to make it so difficult to drive in Newcastle, and as you see, Sadiq Khan and things, they're bullies. That's bullying. And they're taking the views of a minority against the views. I think I'm part of a majority. I've no way of knowing it, right? I know how I voted last time. So I think I was part of a majority. I wouldn't know how to vote in the future if I wanted, if I was one of these people who are floating voters mm. right now. Mm. Um, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Uh, that's maybe not a bad thing. But you can't have somebody voted in on a ticket that says this and immediately they've drifted across and immediately they're spending more money, 70 billion pounds, right? That's more than three times the amount needed to put a policeman on every inch of every street. They wanted to wipe out crime, spend 70 billion on it. If you want to co cause problems, spend 70 billion pounds on enforcing people to stay at home. Hmm. You know, I didn't get any furlough pay, but as a business and businesses, I didn't receive any money either. Businesses, one of my business got 10 grand, right, which is not enough to pay, I know, fuel bills, remember those things, you know. And I, I've got fuel where we chop trees down, and that always seems, so I've got one lot of people going, he's chopping trees down. I've got another people going, that's good for the environment, as long as you plant another two trees. Mm. You think, right, okay, and those two trees are growing up in about, Hundred years time, <laughs> take a while. You know, and it, it just goes on because it's foolishness. Yeah. What you need is strong government, clear government, mm -hmm. full time government, mm -hmm. and a government given a chance. So that ministers who one minute were yeah. councillors, you know, who they wouldn't entrust with picking a dog poo up, mm -hmm. and become MPs and then become ministers. That's normal. That, yeah. that and as they get grown up and become cleverer. But you can't do it once again with it with the civil services at home, yeah. and you know that's disgraceful. Yeah. And governments that don't overstep the mark as well, because governments no, you, do too much. Are well, you, you've dangerous. got you've got to be in, haven't you? You've got to. You're only in government for a while, so it's not hard because it's your chance for glory. Mm. You know, in business, you could be in for life. If I was in government, which I never will be, right? Then I, I would really focus on it. Mm. This is what I'm going to be doing. Mm. Right. I wouldn't be knee-jerking about either. I remember what I said to my voters beforehand. Right. And I would ban three-word slogans. I'll just stop that. Yeah. What's the slogan for True Potential, by the way? Simple, effective, unique. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> However constructed before. Do more with your money. Do now that has a full human. stop in between each word. It's not a sentence. It's not a slogan. Well, yeah. 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 well, well done, Daniel. The strange thing about True Potential is that the word true potential, the, 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 that yeah. wasn't designed for this company. It was just, yeah. when we set this business up, it was a company I owned, which was about management development, development of people, personal development, that kind of mm. thing. So it was, so you could fulfill your true potential. Yeah. Get it? Well, I, I do. And I think we have fulfilled a lot of potential on this podcast today. So um, just before we wrap it up then, so we talked about a lot of the issues that are bubbling away and people that will have seen and, and heard about this week. But are we positive about the future of the UK economy, of Britain generally? Are we, yeah. <laughs> we've got some issues, we know we've got to work through them, but no, are, you, are you confident I, I, about the next couple of years here? Look at me, on a personal point of view, natural optimist, yeah. realist as well. But yeah, yeah. I think, of course, um, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, you know, Jeff's talking about, you know, demand and things like that. There's a lot of temporary issues here which need to be solved. I think, as David rightly says, Government need to actually focus and do what government are meant to do and stop this jerking around and stop changing manifesto pledges, etc. from there and actually let private organisations do what private organisations do, which is actually level up properly, to use another government term. The best way to level up is give people more money. The best way to give people more money is to stop taxing organisations yeah. as much, which then means an organisation can either employ more people or give them pay rises. So that 1.25% national insurance raise, which David said in the government paid, that'll just come off people's pay rises next year. 
by the way, the corporation tax change, which happens in, in April next year, mm-hmm. that'll come off people's pay rises because businesses still have to make the margins. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you're just robbing over here. You know, it, it, yeah. it does not make sense. If you want to build the business up, give people more money to spend on buying the cars, the holidays, going out and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and what have you, and stop and get people off this drug of receiving money or aid or whatever for not doing much you know it, which it's a whole different subject you know we we, we you know D- david obviously founder chairman of the social mobility pledge which is all about giving people opportunities mm-hmm. to work their way out mm-hmm. of things yeah you know universal credit schemes where you're giving people more money furlough schemes where you haven't expected anything from people short of just sit in the house for 18 or 19 months without bettering yourself mm-hmm. in terms of qualifications or whatever you're not going to get the rise needed uh, from from that. I bet I mean, you there's a, uh, a good yeah. chance, by the way, that all those civil servants won't be on 80% of pay. I bet there's a great chance they'll be on 100% of pay. They'll be topped up, David. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. agree. Which well, is disgusting. Yeah. 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 The other thing just to think about is that you know, taxation, it takes away from investment. And if you think about what the issues are that we've been alluding to and discussing here, long-term investment is what solves a number of those things. Mm-hmm. And if you stop corporations from their ability to invest mm. by having to pay out additional money elsewhere, that has longer term economic consequence. And that is, to an extent, what you're kind of seeing in energy at the moment. Yeah. You've, you've not allowed companies to invest in areas that where there are productive assets today mm. that could be used to, to solve that problem. So there's that, that balance has to be struck between encouraging and giving companies, private companies, the mm. ability to invest yeah. in, in productive assets. And yeah. that's, that's crucial. I think one of the greatest systems in the world, Peter, is capitalism, okay, um, which is built on, it, that doesn't mean that every capitalist um, hates other people. You can't, you can't make money in any of the business I'm involved with unless you get on well with people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a different opinion to everybody else, and everybody else has a different opinion to me, but there's always enough common, in common. Yeah to get on well with some people. With other people, I don't. I don't have anything in common with them. So then I expect them to have anything in common with me. I understand they've got a different point of view, which is why I really respect proper freedom of speech. Not freedom of speech just for strident fools, mm-hmm. but freedom of speech for people who say, actually, I don't agree with that. Oh, how dare you? Spit, spit, spit. Name it. And then wokeism come flying in, you know. And uh, So, but I think like Daniel, I'm, I'm there's a great book two great books getting mentioned today, Factfulness and The Rational Optimist by Matt Ridley, who writes uh, he writes fantastic uh, books, which are facts and his view on things. And he describes himself as a rational optimist. He takes into account facts and reality and mm. the real things, mm. not dreams and things like this, but r- the reality of that is a book. Yeah. You're not dream no, it is a book, look. That that's a pen. Let's stop announcing about that this is real. Right. That but being optimistic, we are one of the richest countries in the world. There is no need for anybody to be short of food or anything in this country. Yes, it's not distributed evenly. Mm. Well, hold on. In any any animal in any time in history it's never distributed. That's part of the evolution that we go through. The evolution of this business, not a revolution. The evolution of this business meant there were weaknesses, there were opportunities which we exploited and we missed others and it's at the same as we got hurt, but we quickly learned. So mm-hmm. if, if you, what you, what, by doing some of the things that are getting done now, we were trying to hide people from that, the reality of what nature does. Mm-hmm. So getting back to that, less than 1% of people will have died, I've, I've read, I think it's the UN figures, mm-hmm. with this pandemic, by the time it's gone through, right, versus estimates were different then, but 60 to 70% of the world's population wiped out with bubonic plague in one of the bubonic plagues that we had. Right, That's different. So in this room here, all of a sudden, there's just Graham in the corner alive, you think, well, what's happened to them? <laughs> 
<laughs> just died. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what's happening now. That's yeah. how devastating that would be for you if that came around yeah. like that. That is devastating. This is awful. Mm-hmm. What's going on, right? Especially if it happens to you or your loved ones. But it's everybody's loved one's going to die someday. Mm-hmm. Even me. I know I'm going to die. Right? I don't want it to happen. You know, at any point in time that I can, but it will happen. And I'll then be less than 1% of the population is going to be dying on that day in any case. Mm-hmm. And it's by, by, try, by overstepping into those areas, this is where we all go wrong. We're trying to be God at times for some of these things. And it's knee-jerked. And Rishi was going to make that a temporary measure that became all those temporary measures, as Danny was saying, for obvious reasons, if you understand, if if you'd been an employee, if you'd been self-employed, if you've done all the jobs I've done, or indeed anybody else, you would know never to do that. You'd know never to pay somebody 80% of their pay, okay, up to £30,000, 80%, right? You'd know not to do that, because it's just too much money. People were, a lot of people were better off, actually, on day one. Mm-hmm. That they think, this is great, I'm sitting in the house, I've got more money because I don't have to travel, mm-hmm. whatever. Fine, but who give them that figure? Some civil servant or somebody else give them that figure who are equally out of touch. You'll be going to the Tory conference, maybe, or no, I'm hoping to yeah. not go. I'm only going if you're going. Right, I'm not going. <laughs> okay, well, that's great. Thank you very much for all those uh, insights and uh, views today. I think it's uh, been a... A different perspective on perhaps what you might have read and heard in the news over the last few days. But uh, we can't finish without asking what everyone's doing this weekend. So, Daniel, I know you always have the busiest weekend of everybody. Well, You're gonna, apart from doing your HGV course, what else have you got? I had no plans, Peter, but I've been inspired this morning. So, yeah. so I'm going to get up tomorrow morning. I'm going to yeah. put £35 of fuel Good. in the car. Yeah. going to go to Ikea. Yes, <laughs> walk around. for some shelves. And then I'm going to go and watch some juggling on the high street. <laughs> so, yeah. Do some juggling while you're there. Yeah. That's so, it. So that's my plan. Well, my plan is yeah. to go and see Daniel on the high street doing his juggling. And after <laughs> 20 pence in your case. We might all come along. Yeah. Some money into the cases. Oh, I need it. <laughs> you can go and get, you're probably going to get £30 this side of the border and then 35 that's on good. the other. I'll so you'll have the fullest side of everybody. Yeah. Oh, be full that'll be the, yeah, that's it. You'll be stocking yeah. up on petrol this weekend. Any other On this side. On petrol there, yeah. Yeah. Few birthday parties for the boys this weekend, so good, good to it. see them all getting back to normal and having good fun. And a little birthday celebration for the portfolios as yes. well, no doubt. Yes. Right, uh, David, dare I ask? I'm going to put 135 pounds of petrol in. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> just, just to top the tank up. Yeah. Good. Well, look, thank you to our three, or was it three, guests this week on the podcast. Thank you to David, Jeff, and Daniel, and thank you also for for tuning in to watch. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you want to know how, here's Daniel to tell you. Subscribe into the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.